Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. We got Counterpoint going on, and we got our Counterpointers in their seats. Stephen LeDrew, stay seated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glued. I'm there glued. All right. He's like a rocket ship in his chair. Um, and, of course, Mike Van Solen, who you uh, would know over as managing principal at Navigator. Hello there. Hello. Great to be here. I'm not sure if you heard my last interview, but, of course, we were talking about the uh, Trudeau government cutting back a program employing those with disabilities who sort and shred government documents. And this was a program. Um, that paid an honorarium of about a dollar fifteen an hour, and then when the minimum wage came in under the wind government, the labor costs soared, and they couldn't get exempted from minimum wage. Now, look, they deserve whatever salary anybody else gets. Um, and when when Harper looked at putting this on the chopping block four years ago, it was met with such blowback that they reversed the decision immediately. But take a listen to the voices. These are the people who it affects. Gives us uh, opportunity. I don't want to lose my job. They are shutting us down. I'm going to fight to keep this one open. We will have no job. We have a government, um, Mike, that spends on anything, everything, anything, throws money out like it's just, uh, you know, there for printing to, to throw it out again. And they, they had an opportunity to kind of clarify where they were going on this program today. And they said, no, OK, we're going to extend it another year and then we'll just move these people on. Just just put them somewhere. You know, some of these people have been there for 38 years. Warehouse them. Yeah. A year puts them past the election. Uh, look, uh this program's not going anywhere. Uh, the, the Harper government looked at it and, and they needed to save money and they realized... 400000 They realized, right. I mean, it, it's it's a drop in the bucket. Uh, they realized the social good it does, the importance of the... Of all the things that government wastes money and governments of all stripes, this program just is not going anywhere. And so why I, would the government make that decision? That well, they, is going to be just bad. But even a $400,000 decision, does that even make it to a political office? I, I, that, I mean, that's, uh, that's how much it costs to send out security detail to the sandbagging event right. when Trudeau got yelled at. Like, you put it in context. Look, the, these people... So why did the these people, do it? I repeat my question. Yeah. Why did they do it? Why did they say we're going to stop this program? I, I'm, I'm, suge- I'm suggesting it's such a small amount of money that it, I, maybe I'm giving the government the benefit of the doubt that it never even made it to a political office. That somewhere some bean counter bureaucrat, uh, you know, crossed crossed the line out and and this program got affected. Um, I just can't imagine uh, anybody uh, would be worrying about this. This is not a well, government that's concerned about even uh, balancing a budget or anything. So nothing about this makes sense. It doesn't uh, make sense. That's why I'm surprised. Twenty four hours later, they haven't reversed course and said this has been a huge misunderstanding. Wait because this speaks right you. to the brand of Is this of the Trudeau? first time that either of you have seen something out of this government that makes absolutely no common sense? <laughs> well, of course not. I'm, well, or I'm not. I'm not suggesting that. I'm just looking at the facts of the case here. And by Friday, this program will be uh, extended. But again, it should never have been cancelled to begin with. Yes, I agree. This is the government that says we've done more than anything and anything for these people, and they have not. And why haven't they done it already? There's an arm in the way here. I can't (laughs) see Mike's face. I've got to see his face to see whether, in fact, he's pulling my leg or not. I can't believe some of the things coming out of his mouth tonight. We just got started. <laughs> we certainly did. So let's fire this thing up. All right. Well, yeah, I, I mean, it may be reversed very much by Friday. The point is it never should have happened. And of any government, the Sunnyways uh, government. 
Oh, and, and, you think, and, and you think it's going to take a week for them to reverse this? Well, they haven't I'm done given... it in 24 hours, and they've been called in the office to say, can you clarify what you're doing here? And they don't seem to be backing down. Well, I'll say Thursday at 5 o'clock. <laughs> I'll bet you fit, you could have either side of that, and uh, you know, <laughs> we'll bet $50. If the government had any brains at all, it would have, you know, it would have reversed would have it this morning. You're yeah. taking the other side then. All right. Yes. Definitely. Meanwhile, no brains. The, the, meanwhile, the prime minister uh, is determined to make sure that all public sector females uh, have all their their feminine mm. products paid for. You name it, uh, they'll have it paid for. You know, if you work for the RCMP, you make a six-figure um, salary in the public sector, no problem. All that stuff is going to be subsidized. That's what we need, periods to be subsidized. And, well, Maxime Bernier and Melanie Jolie, yeah, they went head-to-head over this thing. It is not the role of the government to subsidize that. Are we paying for toilet paper? So, you know, it's ridiculous. I don't think women in Canada will take, um, you know, comments about how they should be taking care of their own hygiene coming from Maxime Bernier. Give me a break. Like, look, we will, we will not pay for a vet's, um, you know, prosthetic leg. The government will not pay for a prosthetic leg for a woman who served in the government. The government will not pay for those with disabilities to have a job, and yet they're going to pay for our feminine products now? Do you think it's something coming directly from the mind of our ceremonial prime minister? The <laughs> prime minister who says his job is really to connect people, not to do any hard work, mm-hmm. not to figure out how to deliver things. This is just something to throw out there to, to help them out. This is How this is feminism. To, well, it is also very strategic that you win back the women in the public sector. The big union oh, vote for him. Buy those votes. Uh, look, I mean, one, they didn't put a price tag at this. Two, <laughs> do you know I, expe- I, by the yeah. way, do you know how expensive this would be? Well, I, very. I, by the way, very. Yeah. Well, you know, I can't say I, I can't say I have priced those products. Well, recently. I have, I have and it would be very expensive. Women and daughters in my family, yeah. but they buy their own. Yeah, do they? But have they ever said we need a a conversation but, on menstrual but, stigma? As, never, as Michelle well, Rempel saying now, those, those words have never have well, never right. come out and and sort of been directed at me in a conversation. <laughs> what, what I would suggest they should do okay. is figure out what this Lack would cost. It, 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 there may be grounds for this among low income Canadians. Maybe uh, you know, I'm not sure that federal bureaucrats are the ones. Uh, you know, the the target population right. for people who are disadvantaged. Give people in the low income this. a tax break. Uh, right. Here, yeah, help, help how many help people on out. the federal payroll are low income? Exactly. 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 So he's targeting this program I mean, at the very wrong yeah, people. Like, I mean, if it were me and I were in the government, first of all, I wouldn't be subsidizing any feminine again. products. But again, it would be is it, is it a taxable benefit? I, they haven't said yet. There, I just I know mean, that if you, oh, it's no, not a taxable to, benefit. As I understand, it's going income. to be in every bathroom that you go to in any federal building, any federal thing you go on. It'll be all there for you. It'll be like a nightclub. There, Once again, this government can't spray, do anything. Your feminine. It can't do anything right. Tell me one thing it's done. <laughs> well, meanwhile, um, let's talk a little bit about what the AG said today, because the AG uh, didn't have very much nice stuff to say either, tabling this report, looking to five key areas of government performance. And what it seems to suggest is what we've kind of been saying is that we've got a government that loves all the grand gestures, just not the day-to-day governing. And a few of the findings... Uh, the RCMP uh, doesn't know yet, and while they have the equipment, they don't know if all their their troops have equipment across the country or they're ready to deal with any kind of big attack. Canada's refugee system is plagued with a backlog of asylum claims. We're now five-year backlog of more than 75,000 claims. And then areas where, you know, if you call into the government, you can't get through 16 million Canadians trying to call a government agent, and they get nowhere. And so these are the programs that they're supposed to make sure they're running, and they're not running well. Virtue signaling is a lot easier than running a government. 
And uh, this is what we uh, get from this government. So and, Harper look, was right when he said and, he's not ready. And and, I'm, and I, yeah, <laughs> he's I'm going to leave the RCP RCMP aside because uh, the, there's been problems in, with that organization for some time. Uh, but the immigration one is a perfect, Huge. perfect yeah. example where a government that was really big on virtue signaling around this topic, uh, you know, has, has said all the right things in, in their estimation of as to what Ontarians or Canadians want to hear. But when it gets into the nuts and bolts of, of dealing with these people, or come, we have a responsibility. When we say come to our border, we have a responsibility to deal with them humanitarian, uh, humanitarily, uh, to deal with them with ex- expeditiously, and so that they understand where their life is going. The fact that these uh, these wait, you know, could be five years to find out if you've you've trans you you've transplanted yourself from, you know, whatever other part of the world in a tougher spot, no doubt, than you find here. Five years, like five years to find out that maybe what you're going back. I mean, that is not fair. So look, this that's is, assuming the people don't. F- disappear into the system you're assuming well, that they just I, look i that that's that happens that happens right. and, and that creates costs and, and so it will be really interesting in the next election when we have something that is is a a real legitimate issue whether we're gonna well, i know the answer but whether we're going to be able to have a reasonable a fair and reasonable conversation <laughs> about this and and, <laughs> and you know we're all be, laughing because because we, we all know the answer yeah. but but we should because it, it's a it's a legitimate public policy 100%. problem for this country and we need to and, and all all western countries frankly not, need to deal we need to deal with this issue did you not pay attention to the prime minister there is one issue one issue that's involving canadians is called climate tax, yeah. climate change. Climate change. Right. The That's conceit of our prime minister as a ceremonial man that he can change the weather. Now we can we can they deal with the government. Well, they, can change deal. The you know, these people have been displaced by climate change in, in different parts of the world, and, and and this is why the humanitarian thing to do is do nothing when they arrive. We well, should but, be able to deal with polluters. We do not. Uh, this uh, government simply does not have its priorities. And, yes, you say, you know, virtue signaling. So we've invited in lots of people, let them cross the border, and it's it's offensive to everybody who follows the rules. Well, the AG was pretty, right. I mean, stark in, in the wording. I mean, essentially she said they were absolutely, they'd absolutely destroyed what was a, a very good system and has put everybody out, including those that were trying to help, because as Mike says, they're going to be wandering around now for five years, which then puts a further burden on all the services that everyone else is going to have to pick up, waiting for them to go through the process, and then, assuming they don't get lost in the system and disappear, I mean, they have screwed this up so badly, but I will say this, you can't have a conversation about this because we already know the line of attack is that if you talk about immigration or raise concerns about immigration, you're a racist. We are creating, by, by the, their practices, we are creating an underclass yeah. in Canada. Yeah. You're not going to have the proper documentation. Mm-hmm. They'll have to do jobs which are underpaid, mm-hmm. and they'll just disappear. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that is terribly fair. I think that is terrible. At the same time, I will say we need more immigration in Canada. Yes. Immigra- well, we need we properly, have a though. huge country. Bring in millions of people. Let's do it. Yes, but not yeah, to yeah, a sure. fence in a field pro- pro- in, the in Quebec. Do it properly. Yes. I mean, we need we need uh, immigration. We need refugees. Uh, you know, some who come here for for uh, humanitarian reasons. Some who come here for uh, family reunification a reasons. Better life. All, all of those things. That's fine. We just need to manage it. Like, well, you know. yeah, but 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 those who actually truly need help, though, like the Yazidis and and those who have been uh, displaced by by actual uh, you know, right. genocide, and that they're now going to be sitting in a line waiting because right. this government sent out a tweet and, and hasn't done what it should have done months ago, which was to seal off that border crossing and say no more. 
Right. No, uh, no we're not helping anybody. Don't, don't you be racist again. Alex. Yeah, well, there you go. You know, but that's <laughs> the conversation that we're going to try to have, and no one will have it because it'll be conflated for, for political purposes. And that, that's your shame. Thing. You think that's going to happen? Some <laughs> of our politicians would use something for political purposes? They just might. Quick break. When we come back, Andrew Shear is starting out uh, what I guess we'll see who he's going to be on the campaign trail. And um, Ontario's Integrity Commissioner saying, yeah, no, there's nothing to look at. When it comes to Ford, so we'll talk about that. Coming up on point on Global News Radio. Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. You got Stephen LaDrew and Mike Van Solen weighing off. Let's talk a little bit about Andrew Shear out there today, uh, laying out what I guess he's going to be um, running on in the fall election. So we got a. First peek at the first of five speeches that uh, will share his vision for Canada. Today was all about foreign policy priorities and pointing out the many failures of the Trudeau government. Take a listen. If this government isn't willing to stand up to China when two Canadians are unlawfully imprisoned and billions of dollars in trade is under attack, it never will. My goal is better relations. My goal is more economic opportunity. But that can only come after we make a stand, and I will. So he also says he will join Americans, America's uh, missile defense shield. He said Canada will stand closer to Israel, reiterating, uh, reiterating his support for U.S. President Donald Trump's decision to recognize Jerusalem as the country's capital. Um, so there's no question he's going to be kind of out there on an island, Stephen, with his, his platform. It's going to be much different than the three progressives that he's running against, but I think it's about time. <laughs> well, I think it's good that uh, he is putting some, uh, some meat on the bones. It's a bit early. In my view, but I don't think uh, it's a choice. Well, I think strategically, like right now, I get why. You think it should be now? Well, it's fine. I, I mean, no, I think he's got to put uh, something out politics. Now. But I mean, I think it's good that he has signaled. I think it was five speeches that he said he's going to be bringing out. This one today, it was solid. Mm. It was. Uh, there's going to be a lot of thoughtful discussion about it. The liberals are going to be talking about how they can turn him into, uh, you know, a warmonger, saying, uh, but not being nice to China while we are being slaughtered by China. On, not only in civil rights, but also in the uh, economy. And, uh, you know, Trudeau wants to be nice and make some friends. He always admired China. So I think it's, I think it's very, very good. I think it's sheer is uh, putting himself out there. I thought, I didn't read the speech, but I saw the headlines. And I thought, well, good stuff. Well, the, li- the line of attack already. Position. Yeah, I mean, look, the line of attack from uh, from the liberals, Catherine McKenna tweeting out, Canadians don't want to go back to Stephen Harper's failed foreign policy. Um, and that's what Shear is offering, to which I responded, what, back to when we were liked and respected around the world? Look, look, you might not have liked Stephen Harper. You may not have thought he was the nicest guy, Michael, but he was respected. And Canada was respected back in the day. Look, I, I worked in the Harper government at the, be, you know, the beginning of its, uh, its run, uh, and I, uh, I couldn't be more proud for, for how they represented Canada on, on the world stage. It's probably been one of the weakest parts of the, of the current government is its foreign affairs piece. Even though Christian oh, Freeland, God, by, I mean, by, by all by all <laughs> accounts, is one of the most talented uh, uh, members in the government. But go to That's Saudi Arabia. That's not saying a lot. Well, look, you know, uh, Saudi Arabia, India, China. Um, Australia. Uh, Australia, the United States, the challenges that have been there. Uh, it's been one of our weakest things. Even uh, uh, Israel. Uh, and just... There's not an intellectual consistency to uh, to their approach, um, so I'm glad that Andrew started with this. It uh, I, I'm not sure how much Canadians vote uh, on these sort of foreign affairs matters, so it was probably a good. But one they to, will be affected. Probably a good one to 
start with when you uh, talk about canada though and and our reputation around the world i think people in the last year certainly became a lot more irritated when canada's name started getting dragged through the mud with the snc stuff it's one of those things i i hear your point on that mike i don't think people are going to vote conservative or any other party for their foreign policy uh platform on the other hand if you don't have it or if it's bad Right. They will certainly not vote for you. I, I, they I, they need right. to know that. And so Trudeau can talk about, you know, Canada's back. He's mucked up the Security Council. He's mucked up so many things. I think people are going to say, just give us somebody who knows what they're talking about for foreign affairs, and now we'll move on to other things. Yeah, I, I think they they would look at a prospective prime minister and, and want to know that they're competent, and want to know that they're going to represent the country well on the on the stage. But I would just be happy just if you just didn't dress up like question. a moron. Like, right. you're not asked, like just you, don't make it. Mike, are you saying that that what the issue is going to be in the next election? No, Competency, economy. Oh, it could be anything. I mean, you know, somebody who is just going to run a decent government, not embarrass us, not be ineffectual, not be a blowhard out there saying we're going to do all these things and nothing happens. Somebody who can do the job. Yeah, I'm not looking for... I think, And I think that would be a smart attack for Shears people. Look, we're not looking to be a celebrity. We saw how that ha- worked out. It right. didn't. He doesn't have to be the the funnest guy in the room or the cutest guy. He just needs to be a competent guy. He can be Canadian. Yeah. Canadians don't like celebrities. Right. You know, it's right. not American you know, culture. Just somebody, just get just in get there the and do the job. <laughs> That could be a brilliant campaign problem. What do you think about that, Mike? Well, no, I, I think there's something to it. I, I'm not sure quite yet what the ballot box question is going to be. I don't know where economy. the I, climate change. Yeah. Climate no, change. They well, want it to be the economy. It'll be the economy, and and but how the carbon tax and everything. How how much the carbon tax becomes an actual ballot box question Look, is interesting it, it, to me. If the United States and China, and we are kind of at that point now between their trade deal. I mean, all hell could break loose in the next week or two if 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 they get a deal. And the tariffs stay on Canada with steel and all the rest of it. I mean, there's some big stuff that could happen before the election that could put the Trudeau government in real problems with... um Look, so what the, you're saying is that we probably have no idea what the election. I don't uh, know what the election. I don't know if we. Be. I don't. It'll be the economy. I think. What, you, you know, I I, th- I think you're right, and I, th- you know, what what I wonder about is what's happened provincially across the country, whether. People from those respective jurisdictions will see that through. Mm. What did they really vote against the carbon tax here with Ford? Did they do the same with Kenny? You know, so much so, but is there, is so there a resolve that they I think there can have... be more than one issue. Can't, can't there be well, more than one issue in this election? I, I, I think that's symbolic of sort of an economic choice. Yeah. Are we at a place, do you feel good as a family that you could take on a carbon tax, uh, you know, and just sort of Are add you that to your, co- to your you cost of living and, and keep pressing ahead? You know, my my thought is the economy. The top line numbers look good. People are people are working, but uh, that there's a lot of pain sort of being felt. Like you know, people are just the middle class is just sort of getting by. There's not a lot of extra money. Yeah, what about and, those stats of two hundred dollars? Nobody, I mean, no people out there who do not live in downtown Toronto who are a plumber, electrician, trying to go out and do their job, and they're getting whacked. Yeah, with Tor- a carbon tax. And Toronto right. has huh? the loudest voice, but they certainly don't speak for the rest of this country. People people are hurting. I want I do want to throw this in. Um, did we ever talk about this? No, we didn't. Ontario's integrity. Like, I'm losing my mind. Ontario's integrity commissioner citing insufficient grounds to investigate allegations that Premier Ford violated ethics legislation, and this has to do with the firing of interim OPP boss Brad Blair. And Bla- Blair was fired after revealing that the Premier's office had pushed the OPP to provide Ford with a van that had been customized. So he was leaking out information. But the integrity commissioner said, "Yeah, no, this is." If I look into this, it's it's a fishing expedition. So this is the second time where the opposition's come up empty-handed. Right. Um, 
look, you get to fire somebody who tries to undermine you when you're the boss. Kind of. <laughs> you know, the, the, the crown. <laughs> you would think. The crown reigns supreme. Look out for you and uh, I, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, hey, look, uh, heads, heads, heads will roll before this show's done. <laughs> um, so, uh, not mine. Just got <laughs> yeah, not mine. No, no, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just looking at it. It's me or you. I don't know. Um, I'm probably making a good argument for myself being that person. Uh, look, uh, of course, I think the, the premier has every right to to do this. Um, you know, Bill Blair, you should, shouldn't try to undermine his boss. Uh, shouldn't un- try to undermine the premier for I don't know political reasons. Um, uh, and uh, and the integrity commissioner said said as much. Right, but the problem with with this and what we get is a lot of noise and a lot of. Um, you know, a lot of maybes become absolute, Stephen. And so what becomes is, well, you can't, hi- you know, Ford can't hire his friends. Well, yes, he can. He can. The, the premier is allowed to appoint anybody he wants. They can also fire whoever they want if they've got cause. And if that person is leaking documents that should not have been in the public. Right. And people, you know, I know other news organizations would say, this was a terrible thing. He's trying to have a van where he could work while being driven around Ontario. Mm. What a terrible thing. Is that sitting in the back seat. Or, and, and, or, or and taking it, a helicopter like other premiers used to do. This was a, a chicken shit story meant to embarrass the premier and a, an officer gave those materials to his lawyer to do so. I think he should have been fired the next day. It's his head, Mike. That's oh, my head's going? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. On that note, i got to leave it there. Thank you, Mike Van Sillen, and Great thank you very here. much, Stephen LeDrew. Don't well, I get a final word? No, you've had enough. I'm point on Global News Radio. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.